Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hour number two of Fantasy Sports today is straight ahead. We'll take a look back at some of the games that happened yesterday in case you missed it, especially those late games yesterday and what to make now of the New Orleans Saints without Drew Brees. Fantasy Sports today, hour number two starts now. Fantasy Sports today. And welcome back. This is our number two of Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mitchell along with Joe Pizapia and our friend Sean Guastamaki will be at the window today at 4 o'clock Eastern over on the Fantasy Sports Network. And Joe, as we uh, touch here on our number two and we open up here with a little Dallas Cowboys talk, 2-0 and to start the season, I would ask you this. Do they look like the best team in the NFC to you right now? You know, <laughs> it's a great question. I think they do. I, I honestly think they do. And this is without Zeke being maybe geared up 100%. I think by the end of this game, you kind of felt like that. But Dak Prescott's playing really good football right now. And that huge run that he had, too. I mean, that was he's making the plays that make the difference in games. And I think that's the difference between Dak Prescott the last couple of years and Dak Prescott so far this season is Dak Prescott was the guy. Just don't screw it up. Just don't turn the ball over. Just be efficient. Just turn around, hand the ball off. But this year we're seeing differences. It's Dak Prescott making the plays that matter the most at the right time. And I think if you do that consistently, you have to be considered the favorite. And the defense is good, too. I think the defense has some players on it. You know, Van Der Esch is certainly a player that you get excited about. Uh, we'll see what happens. A Gallup injury could be a problem. We'll see how that goes. But I don't know. I'll pose a question to you. Do you think they are the best? I still think the Rams are probably the best, but I would put Dallas right there. I eliminate probably at this point uh, the Saints from the conversation. I'm you not, have to, if not really sold on Minnesota with Cousins there. I, I'm no. really souring there. Um, who are we missing? Who are we it can't missing? be the Bears. It can't be. I'm no. trying to think of other playoff teams. I don't think it's the Eagles from what I've seen so far. The Eagles. Probably I mean, it's, not. Probably even though Green Bay is 2-0, probably not them. No. Yeah, it would, it would appear to be those two teams for sure. Uh, in the game yesterday, 31-21 the final. No points scored by either team in the first quarter and then 52 in the last three. So you can only imagine the scoring that was going on there in case you missed it yesterday. Uh, Zeke, again, solid RB1 numbers, 111 yards. Prescott, three touchdowns. Jason Witten has two touchdowns this season. I mean, Jason Witten is grading out better than OJ Howard. That's what's happening. Yeah. Tight end position, uh, much better, but who would have thought that? Uh, Mari Cooper, another touchdown again. We're being proven wrong on him. He's playing very well. Uh, Washington in garbage time delivers again. Case Keenum, two more touchdowns and 221 yards. McLaurin delivers again. Five yeah. matches, 62 yards, a touchdown. I think I got to start playing him now. Solid wide receiver three for sure. Adrian Peterson was brutal. He had just seven points. He did not look good. Now I know why he was inactive. And Joe, the Redskins have no running game whatsoever without guys. Uh, they are a one-dimensional team. It is going to be really hard for them to stay in games. I mean, this is going to be just basically they're going to be down 21 nothing in a lot of games and then throwing the rest of the way. I don't think they have a single running back I would trust right now. 
No, I would agree with that. And Chris Thompson, you know, five for 48 catching the football. Catching that's, all the PPR. Yeah. That, that's all there is right now. I think that's what we talked about last week. That's what you mentioned, I think, on Thursday's show. But it's McLaren, I think. And that's the thing you take away is that they're going to be behind. They're going to be chucking the football. He got nine targets. He caught one of them for a touchdown. Five for 62 and a touchdown is a real good line from a guy you picked up off the waiver wire. And if he can give you something that looks like that on a weekly basis, that's terrific. And case teams have to throw the football. So when you're looking for replacements with all these quarterbacks is another one. Maybe you're, maybe you're streaming matchups. I don't know, man. I mean, <laughs> right now he's he's putting up lines that look a lot similar to what Aaron Rodgers has been putting up lately. So <laughs> I don't know what you want to get. Yeah, I mean, that. you go into the season and and out of 30 quarterbacks in the NFL, you have Keenum 29th. Is there 32? I always miss this. Is there 32 teams? 32. OK, mm-hmm. so there's 32 teams in the NFL. You go into the season with Keenum as your 31st or 32nd best quarterback. He literally didn't even know he had the job going into the, the first week of the season. And now with all of the injuries, you move Keenum, if you would have ranked them, and I know that you have RPV, you don't do the rankings necessarily, but if you rank the quarterbacks one through 32, it's easy to say right now Fitzpatrick is the worst at 32, okay? That's that simple. But going into the year, there was some thought that Fitzpatrick could be better than Keenum for sure. Right now, you move Keenum up to like 26, you know? And, and all of a sudden, yeah. in a super flex, well, yeah, and they are ranking. RPV is rankings. It's quantified rankings, which is even better. And I can tell you right now, as a QB2, he was in the negative case, Keaton. He was b- below average QB2 coming into, and so far, he's at least produced. I mean, <laughs> like I said, you're looking at some other deeper leagues, too, where other guys are starting ahead of him, but, you know, would you rather him or Eli Manning next week? Yeah, I, 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 I got them both, I can tell you. So, yeah, so I, I, I think... <laughs> That's true, I, think, yeah, I keep forgetting. <laughs> if, if you have Breeze, and, and your choice is Teddy B or Keaton, you're starting Keenum. If you have Roethlisberger and you have uh, Rudolph, I would still start Keenum. I'm sorry, I would. I, I just I would need to see more of Rudolph to, to make that determination. That's for sure. That's two guys there. Yeah, I'll I would still st- go Mason Rudolph there. I will. I'll take him over that Patrick. For whoever starts from Miami, I would start over him. Oh, I absolutely. I would start him over Eli. Who do the Steelers play next week? I'm trying to remember. They play the 49ers next week. Yeah, I, I would still start. I would still start a starting guy who's been in the league over Rudolph. I'm not sure yet. And and look, I watched Rudolph a lot of college at Oklahoma State. But I'm not I mean, after one game, I, I, I need a little bit more to, to know that. And look, again, the best case scenario for a guy like Keenum is being down 17 points in the fourth, which is what they were. And he came back and got you a lot of garbage points. All right. Uh, speak. That's what Eli did for me, too, yesterday, by the way. Uh, Bills beat the Giants 28 to 14. Bills are two and oh, you got to feel really good about that over seven wins, man. All they got to do is go. It's what, six and eight rest of the way. Love that. Uh, uh, love great it. defense for them. Not sexy. They run the ball old school. That's what they do. Of course, Frank Gore, still the starter, still getting the majority of the carries. Then all of a sudden, Singletary comes in. He looks phenomenal. Then a hamstring derails him after six carries. So, ooh, I mean, tough go for him. I don't know who knows if he'll even play this week. And for the Giants, it is just Barkley and Engram, and that's basically it. Engram did zero in the first half. And then when Eli had to throw the ball in the second half, he ended up catching six balls for 48 yards. So uh, not the week that he had last week, but did salvage about 10 points in fantasy. So he'll grade out as still in the top three or four tight ends in fantasy. But the Buffalo, Joe, looks really good and doing it in, in a way that really doesn't help you a ton in fantasy. But in reality, they look like a good team. They, they are. I think in reality, they are a good football team. The Singletary injury is a bit of a bummer, so we'll see what happens with that, how serious that is. But when he's touching the football, man, things are happening. He is breaking off big runs, and that's what you want from him. And I think you're very excited about the potential there. As the season goes on, hopefully, hopefully, we'll keep our fingers crossed. John Brown, though, with another huge target game, too. Eight targets he caught seven of them for 72 so i think you're loving what you're seeing in terms of the uh the connection between josh allen and john brown that's what people were looking for this year and they're getting it but that defense is the story now i'll tell you what that's another test for the patriots do when they play buffalo because buffalo plays them tight and i want to see that and i want to see how 
that secondary response to all the weapons. That's going to be a fun football game. But for now, they own the Meadowlands. They, they are the best team in New York, whether you like it or not. It's the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, for sure. And uh, we'll keep an eye on their running back situation for sure, because even if Singletary is out, that all of a sudden props Gore back up into the RB2 conversation. I know he's still available in a lot of fantasy leagues. All right. Uh, Adam Vinatieri did his best job to give this game away, too, like he did last week. And, uh, of course, the Titans go back to earth after looking so good last week. I don't know anybody who thought that they were that good. you got to be out of your mind. Uh, quiet game for Marlon Mack, for sure. Hilton, touchdown. Ebron, touchdown. The Colts uh, played better this week, but, again, are being hamstrung by their kicker. Derrick Henry, solid RB2, looks like the rest of the season. 81 yards and a touchdown for him. Uh, it's full transparency for those people who are listening to the show. We're recording this a little bit earlier than the show airing, so I'm guessing there's a chance that, Joe, by the time that this show airs, uh, Vinatieri would have announced his retirement, so we apologize for that if that is indeed the case. I can't imagine that we see Vinatieri again, Joe. No, it's a sad ending to a fantastic career. He's a Hall of Famer. He's probably the biggest uh, clutch kicker in the history of the NFL, and he should go in the Hall of Fame. I know it's kickers, ha-ha, I get ever kickers, but Vinatieri... Time and again for different organizations has proven he was money. He was the best to do what he did. And I know it's specialized, but it mattered. It won a lot of Super Bowls. It won a lot of playoff games. And Vinatieri deserves a lot of respect. And the fact that he's bowing out knowing that, hey, look, maybe I just can't do it anymore. It's sad. But at the same time, I have nothing but respect for him to say, I got to walk away. I'm hurting the team because the Colts should be 2-0 right now. Let's be honest. They should be. Absolutely. We'll take a quick time out on Fantasy Sports today. Back after this. This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. I continue to take Andro 400, and I've maintained my weight at 172, gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. 
The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 800 961 All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia, full-time fantasy, coming your way in less than an hour from now as we're recapping all of the highlights going through all of the situations that could be affecting fantasy football. Uh, also, Joe, interesting that uh, James Conner left the game on Sunday with an injured knee and is having an MRI today there. So that would certainly mean Jalen Samuels is in play. And I would tell you this. <laughs> Go get him. No, 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 no. No, oh. I would tell you this, and Sean knows this, and all of the other people that I've been saying this to, this is one of those Craig I told you. It's very few Craig I told you the whole year. I don't do it. But I'm telling you now, I saw Benny Snell play at college and be the okay. most dominant running back in college football, 1,700 yards and 20 touchdowns. He ran a slow combine, and people got off this guy. I, he will not catch a pass out of the backfield. But I am telling you now, Benny Snell was great in the SEC at Kentucky. And I drafted him in my leagues, in the deeper ones, and in my dynasty ones. Joe, I like Benny Snell. He's a hard runner. And, uh, and, and his time is going to come at some point in the NFL. Uh, he, you know, his combine wasn't good, Joe. And you know what happens at the combine. You run a slow combo. Oh, the guy's slow. Oh, he's flawed or whatever. I, I, I am a big fan of this kid. Now, look, I was a big fan also of Chris Warren coming out of college at Texas, and that didn't work out for him. But I think he's a deep sleeper at this point. And if Connor is going to be out for any extended period of time, uh, yes, everyone will run to Samuels, but this will be my mostert. I will run to Benny Snell on the waiver wire. I love <laughs> this, this will kid. be my mostert. I, I will, <laughs> right that's on a t-shirt. Everyone is going to run for the receivers again, and I'm running for the running backs, and uh, you know, especially on the goal line, Joe. But again, you know, the problem is also is that uh, Roethlisberger's hurt. I got to factor that in, too, man. That's going to be. Yeah, you're my mostert. I just want you to know. Thank you. Thank you. Well, you sang you're already on the show. That sounds like a song. You're my mostert. You're my mostert. <laughs> I love it. I, I, I believe it. Well, though, when dude. we got in play mostert, I feel stupid. I should have played him for sure. I went, went all went all out, picked him up, got 20 points, didn't play him. All right. Uh, Texans and Jaguars. I did not watch one single second of this game. This is the only game I did not watch one single second. Uh, Carlos Hyde, uh, decent game for the Texans. He ruins Duke Johnson. But honestly, Duke Johnson ruins Duke Johnson. Again, uh, never been a featured back. Never going to happen in the NFL. Loved the kid in college. Played at the University of Miami. But it's not happening, guys. So it didn't happen again this year. Didn't happen when they brought in Hyde. Hyde will go down. It'll be somebody else. Duke Johnson is uh, just not a featured back. They're just not going to feature him. Uh, very quiet game for Hopkins. If you have him, Joe, in fantasy, you may have lost this week. I, in one of my leagues, I have Christian McCaffrey. It's going to be a loss for me for sure. I don't know that you can get five or six points from your top guy and survive that unless you, you got somebody else and the Jaguars maybe, maybe you got 30 points from the Pats defense maybe <laughs> you, know, like you had to have an unexpected kicker or defense that's true to do that uh, DJ Chark another big game but uh, Joe I have nothing on this game to say it was an ugly bad game and this is the way the Texans win football games they win ugly they win bad and that's what happened here well, I'll tell you what, you can uh, certainly point to something you've been pointing out to you the last, I don't know, two weeks or so, which is Carlos Hyde 
20 carries for 90. So you could point to that. You could point to the volume of Carlos Hyde. I don't like Hyde. I I know you don't like it, but But it's going to be it's going to be someone. That's not Duke Johnson. That is going to lead the Texans. That's all I knew. <laughs> there you go. And I thought but it would be that what? guy, Demaria Crockett. I don't know. if Did he end up signing with anybody? I don't know. I mean, I, you know what? I would la- rather have Buddy Howell than Duke Johnson. I know it's no, terrible. No, you and the Buddy Howell. You got to let this go. You got to no, let the Buddy Howell thing go. No, yes, no, no, you do. No. You have to Duke, let it go. Duke but, Johnson is not going to. And again, this is nothing against Duke Johnson. but and, and this is, by the way, no. I should not indict Duke Johnson based on his usage in Cleveland. But I will say they never let the guy play in Cleveland either. And no, there was probably a reason why. But I'll tell you what, too. Let's not forget every year this happens. The Jaguars always play tough when they go to Houston. Every single time, they're always up their craw. And uh, this was one I, I want to say in the daily only five-star bet that they had was taking the under in this game. And that certainly proved pretty well. I think they're like 70% in the unders, all those daily roto picks and things like that, the best bets. So that was their one five-star on there. And it was that. So okay. <laughs> another pretty good call by those guys. Yeah, for sure. And Houston, their win total eight and a half. I, I would still go heavy under that. I, 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 well, luckily, oh, really? luckily wow. I think Indy is going to be better than, I think that you thought they'd still be good, but I think that they will be better than I'm the Indy truther. I still, Indy wins eight games and not six. And so that makes them competitive against Houston. And that still gives me pause on Houston being good this year. And if Tunsil's out for any period of time, that would be devastating for them. Rams 27, Saints 9. The whole story, of course, is no Drew Brees in this one. He's going to miss this week for sure. Teddy Bridgewater, 165 passing yards. Alvin Kamara did nothing. It's going to be an issue for him. Michael Thomas, somehow this guy got 10 catches in this game for 89 yards. So that saved the day for sure. Uh, Cooper Cup had his big game. We've been waiting on this. It's been almost a year since he's done anything like this because of his injury last year. Five catches, 120 yards. Cooks had 74 yards and a touchdown. A rare dud for Woods, yeah, uh, which you don't normally see. Uh, Gurley scored, so that saved his day. But otherwise, it's kind of more of the same here. They're only giving him about 15 carries a game. And so at this point, Joe, it's, it's salvageable here. And he does look like an RB2. So I get at this point, for where he was taken, he is delivering, but he'll have to keep doing this. And it seems to be a little touchdown dependent at this point, because again, they're very much limiting him. And again, in a game that they're up and, and dominating, they're still giving Brown a hand, uh, Malcolm Brown, a handful of carries. So, well, that's uh, why they should, because they're up and they're dominating. I would argue that's, this is not the game you want to press Todd Gurley in. And I know fantasy owners aren't happy about it, but this is exactly the kind of situation where I want Malcolm Brown to, to carry the ball. If I'm the Rams in this kind of a game where you're up 27 to nine, you know, that's, that's what you want. Yeah, the, the touchdown salvaged his game, but that's what you expect from Todd Gurley. You don't expect Malcolm Brown to have the two touchdowns. That was a fluke last week, and I'm going to stay on that, that it was a fluke. I'm going to ride and die on that one. And Todd Gurley, I think as the year goes on, you're going to see a lot more of the handcuffs come off there and a lot more Todd Gurley. But this was a game that, unfortunately for the Saints, got out of hand for them early with the Drew Brees injury. And after that, there was no reason to press. Cooper Cup was brilliant, and uh, it was a nice bounce back as well for, uh, for Jared Goff after a week one where people were kind of hemming and hawing about him. Yep, a lot of people expected a lot of points. That was the issue here. The total was 53, and it went way under here. But when you lose a quarterback like Breeze, you know that that's going to happen for sure. Okay, uh, this game, uh, Bears-Broncos, was absolutely bonkers at the end of the game. It was the the most exciting ending. I thought it was going to be the most exciting ending, Joe, until the Sunday night game. Uh, But I still will say that the the end of the Bears-Broncos game was probably the most exciting finish of any of the games that we've seen this year. Just to kind of recap what happened here, it was an awful game for three quarters, like just an unwatchable, brutal, terrible game. Both quarterbacks were bad. Running game was bad. Receivers were bad. It just was awful. And then all of a sudden, with about five minutes left in the game, the Broncos decide to start throwing the ball. Joe Flacco gets them all the way down to the one yard line uh, in line to score a touchdown to tie the game. He throws an interception. I mean, like you, you can't make this. It was a brutal, brutal. Flacco. <laughs> then, then, of course, the Bears get the ball back. They just go three and out and punt. Denver comes all the way back down. 
and then they do get their touchdown. Like, you never would have saw this happening. And Emmanuel nope. Sanders scores a touchdown. So now they're down one with basically no time left, right? With, like, less than a minute left. They're down one. And uh, Fangio says, let's go for two, right? At home, that never happens, okay? They, they, they're looking at the Bears going, we got no shot to win this game. We got to go for two. So they line up to go for two. They get a penalty called on them. So then they go back, Joe, to kick the extra point. McManus misses the extra point, but there's a penalty on the Bears. So they move up again. They decide to go for two again, again. They get the two-point conversion. Then the Bears get the ball back. You think the game is over because the Bears are now up one. With a minute to go, they call an awful penalty on on, uh, one of their players. The Bears get a fourth and 15, get the ball all the way down to like the 40. With one second left on the clock, Alan Ryan, I don't even think there was any time left on the clock, honestly, but with one second left, Eddie Pinero, former Gators kicker, kicks a 53-yard field goal to win. It was yep. one of it was the wildest ending to a game that I saw for sure yesterday. And I say all this because there was really nothing that happened at all in fantasy in this game. But the reality no, of well, what happened at the end. Oh, I wouldn't say on. nothing. Almost, I wouldn't say nothing. There's two nothing. things. It's Go Emmanuel ahead. Sanders, it. who yep. uh, he was good. Who he was very good. <laughs> you look at that bottom line for him, 11 for 98 and a touchdown. And how many targets? 13. That's what I want to see. All those people saying Emmanuel Sanders was done. Well, guess what? He's not. Yeah. Uh, and the very, other thing is. Joe, very undeserved I know, I know. points here. Last second touchdown. Barely got the feet down. You, All you, that matters is. No, no, no. They show up for the points. You can't, I'm no, just saying. No, no. Well, the 11 them. targets is encouraging. That's why I mentioned the targets too. And five targets in the last two minutes of the game, though. Like, where in the bleep was great. this guy? Game, that means that in a big spot, who's he counting on? Emmanuel Sanders. That's terrific. It's also the Bears defense. And the Bears defense got a little tired at the end. And that's what happened. Let's also grade them according to the competition, which is the Bears defense, which is very, very good. Uh, the other thing I'd like to take away fantasy wise, 18 carries for 62 yards and a touchdown for David Montgomery. So all those people who wanted to at me last week about, oh, Montgomery's going to be a bust. Shut up. No, he's not. You didn't look good at all. How many carries? How many carries did Mike Davis have? No, Montgomery one yard. did not look good. <laughs> I, again, I watched the game from in start Denver. To I care did, about the line. No, With you got Montgomery. Really, I care about the I carries. care about what I saw. He did not. Look I, am, good. I am a big David Montgomery guy, Joe. He got the ball in the one yard line 10 times, man. Like I understand over that. and over and over and over and over. I mean, you could feel good about that. Good. But, man, I want, I feel good about good. the feeding him the football. That's what I'm taking away from this. Cause he looked great when he touched the football against the Packers last week, even though it was limited. And I just want him to get the football more. The combination of those two things will be good, but it lost also not great running backs to play in the first game in mile high stadium. Cause that's also a tough place for a running back to go and play. Listen, hopefully it breaks out, but I was great him on the carries. I have great not, him on the carries. Great among getting eight carries on the one yard line. Great among getting 18 on the day and putting Mike Davis to rest. Hopefully. Hope, listen, I am very heavily invested in this guy, but I was not impressed. Um, real quick, we got to wrap this, though. Uh, Denver, I don't know. looks like Freeman's the guy to own at this point. They're throwing him the ball a little bit more. It's, it's just like a split, honestly, at this point. I don't think either of these guys are startable except for a flex. Freeman, uh, Lindsey, neither Awful. guy. Awful. Kill me now. Kill me All now. Right. Let's uh, take a quick timeout. We'll preview Monday Night Football next. Don't go away. your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. 
Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook, where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet, and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to sportsgrid.com slash DK to play. That's sportsgrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around forever. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com for free information on how you can lose weight, go to fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. Welcome back, Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia here on the show. We got full-time fantasy with all the injury updates coming your way. You'll need to stay tuned for that coming up at 2 o'clock Eastern. But, uh, Joe, we recapped all of the games yesterday. What we did not do is speak about the game tonight which is going to be quite interesting because we have a team playing without their starting quarterback. Adam Gase decided to bring in Trevor Simeon as the backup. Of course, Gase knows Simeon from his days in Denver. The point spread was Cleveland minus two and a half early last week. Of course, with Darnold being out, it went up four points. Is there a scenario, Joe, where the Jets pull this one out tonight? I, I can't ever eliminate any team in the NFL because strange things happen. So this is a significant Monday night dog. And um, I believe Mosley's out of this one, too. So the, the Jets are really up against it. But Cleveland didn't look good in week one. Does Cleveland tonight bounce back and make us feel better about Monday Night Football because we were completely wrong last week uh, taking Denver. They looked awful against the Raiders. Can we safely say that Cleveland wins this game tonight, or do we just stay away from this one? Uh, I think that last injury you threw up there with Mosley, that's the one that matters the most. And that's the one where I think that's the tipping point for me, where I throw my hands up and I go, nope, sorry. I know it's fun sometimes when there's big upsets, and I know the Jet fans right now are just – aching for something good to happen. And this would be great to beat Baker Mayfield in your own building there, especially after uh, losing to the Bills at the end there of last week. 
I'm sorry. I just don't think it's going to happen. Too many issues, too many injuries. The good news is I think Le'Veon Bell is going to touch the ball a ton, but, so. but that's about it. Uh, I don't think that that CJ Mosley injury is going to uh, it's not help at all. It's just going to be a bad scene there. Cleveland Browns are going to go in there and Odell Beckham is going to go in there. And I think they're going to put on a little bit of a laser show. I really do. That's how I see this one. I think it's going to be a blowout. Okay, yeah, seven-point home dog tonight for the Jets. I, I probably would agree. I just I, I don't think that I could ever lay seven points on the road against any team on a Monday night, man. It's just uh, historically speaking, the winning percentage is just huge for those dogs on Monday. So I will just completely pass on this game tonight. I got no interest. I'll be back and uh, and give a prediction for Thursday night's game, which is also an awful game, but uh, better that than knowing what Simeon is going to do tonight. I just have no idea. Um, Okay, uh, college football from the weekend. We also need to talk about this a little bit. The Gators, my Gators, thank goodness they came back to beat Kentucky. A phenomenal comeback for them. (laughs) A lot of people think that they didn't deserve it. Probably so. They did not play well. Uh, Gators lost their starting quarterback, Felipe Franks, for the season. Brought in this kid, Trask, who played very well. So the Gators will end up staying in the top 10. But the story of the weekend in terms of upsets, Joe, Georgia Tech, who, of course, has a new coach, a new system. They're trying to get things together. They pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to have the Citadel come play them in Atlanta. And Georgia Tech loses to the Citadel on Saturday, which was obviously the biggest upset of the weekend. Oh, yeah. Crazy considering, you know, the Citadel is basically a bunch of old guys who are really, really smart, who wear those weird chain things and stuff like that. And they got a lot of book knowledge. We're talking about the right Citadel, right? Like from Game of Thrones, right? Where Sam Tarly went to. Uh, no, 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 not that Citadel. That's not who they lost to. No, they I were. At, not the wall. That. No, they were not at the wall this week, unfortunately. No, uh, well, maybe they should have been. <laughs> wow. I, I, and this has happened several times this year where teams are paying schools hundreds of thousands of dollars to come in and get and be a cakewalk and they're yeah. winning. Yeah. <laughs> and look, this is, it's not all that surprising, though, because Georgia Tech is one of the very few college football teams that's not one of the service academies that runs the triple option and nothing else. They simply don't throw the ball. And Paul Johnson, their former coach, they've done this for the past 15 years. He retires and then a new court, a new coach comes in and has to recruit a completely different system. And that first year obviously is going to be a disaster. And it is for Georgia Tech and their win total is four and a half at the beginning of the season. They're going to go under that. It's just it's been a disaster for them. Uh, Top 25 matchups in college football this week for the first time since 2017. We didn't have two top 25 teams facing off against each other. This week we have Michigan taking on Wisconsin. Badgers are minus three and a half. Michigan had the week off. Auburn, Texas A&M. Aggies are minus four. And then what some people thought would be the big one on Saturday night, Notre Dame at Georgia. Georgia is laying 13 and a half points. And what happens here, Joe, is that there are just no believers in Notre Dame anymore after what happened last year against Clemson in the college football playoff. They were just annihilated. And it looks like Notre Dame just on paper is that team that's going to end up winning nine or ten games. But there's zero faith that they have athletes, zero faith that they could score a lot of points. I know they did this week against New Mexico, but it was New Mexico. And so uh, the Bulldogs are going to lay 13 and a half points this week against them. Well, I think the tough part is you can have a lot of talented football teams out there, but 
then you got to compare them to the teams in the SEC. And I think that's get it's just a different universe. And I think that's where we're at right now in college football. There's some really talented college football teams, some fun ones to watch, all that stuff. And then when you see them go and play an SEC team, especially on the road, that's that's a real tough sell for me. I'll tell you, I did see uh, a bunch of that Clemson game too, especially the first part with uh, Syracuse, which got that poor kid DeVito. Man, like he can throw the football, but that offensive line, it seemed like they would hike the ball, and the next thing you know, there were eight guys from Clemson in the backfield. It was unbelievable to watch, and it's kind of a shame because I feel like that kid DeVito can actually throw the football pretty well, and everybody's just dropping passes for him, and they were kind of competitive. like They were kind of keeping pace for a little bit, and of course, second half adjustments completely just blew their doors off, so that's kind of a bummer because I do like the little underdog story. It's fun to root for those teams. I'll be rooting for Notre Dame. I like the underdog here, of course, you know, as a as a fan of football. But don't you think the, the Georgia is going to cover this? Probably so. Probably so. This is not one of those that I would. I mean, I, I mean, what happened was everyone last year thought that Notre Dame in the college football playoff could finally are finally back. And then they just got destroyed. Like they showed absolutely nothing in that game. And they're bringing all the same players back this year. So. Georgia is one of the top five teams in college, no matter what. If Georgia goes up, Notre Dame is not coming back. And so, I mean, I'll, I'll as the game gets closer, I'll see where the line is and and see if it ends up being more than 13 and a half. Maybe 14 and a half would be the only way. But two touchdowns just doesn't seem enough, unfortunately, for Notre Dame in this game. And, there will be, and what happens is that the two most bet teams in college and pro are always Notre Dame and the Dallas Cowboys. So usually the lines will always favor the other team because the public just is a very heavy Notre Dame better and a very heavy Cowboys better. And there isn't a lot of value ever taking those two teams. But the only value that I would see would be more than two touchdowns to start off uh, in this game. But at least we have three top 25 matchups this week in college. Uh, Something that happened last night, Joe, that we should mention, uh, Rick Ocasek, the lead singer of the Cars, passed away and if you were an 80s kid at all the you you wore out those cassettes and you wore out that vinyl for sure were you a cars fan they had a lot of huge hits uh yeah they were a little bit more early 80s i I remember cars like you might think video kind of cars like in that era mid 80s Uh, oh yeah well like 84 i guess yeah so um yeah, certainly the catchy tunes on the radio. I wouldn't say I'm a Cars fan. Okay. I always had a lot of respect because Rick Ocasek, I thought, was like a, you know, possibly one of the worst looking rock stars ever. And he really owned it. And I had great respect for him from that. And he had the supermodel wife forever and ever. Yes, right? Paulina Poroskova or whatever. Yeah. And I just read, I was looking when I saw he passed away, that they actually broke up after 28 years of marriage yeah. last year, to which I say 28 years. I mean, at that point, like, like what? What, what are you guys looking for? <laughs> I'm just going to throw in the towel with life, right? I mean, come on. Five, ten years, years of marriage, it's fine. 28. Oh, geez, man, that's weird. Yeah, it is. It is wild. He was 75 years old. And, and yeah, Heartbeat City was probably their their biggest selling album. And that one had, uh, you might think, as you mentioned, and also Magic, which was a huge hit, too. Oh, yeah, Magic. Yeah, I remember that video, too. Yeah. They, they had quirky, fun little videos. They had great that, videos. That's what I remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Shake It Up was before that. I don't know if you remember that one. Shake It Up. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But it's yeah. funny because usually when you have a band like that, like that's, you know, kind of a poppy, whatever, they were, they were kind of 
goofy looking and and the fact that they were so popular in the early mtv era yeah, was kind of an oxymoron yeah. it was kind of cool yeah and then a lot of people uh, say drive was one of their uh favorite songs too a slow song a ballad drive which yeah, Rico Kasich sure. did not sing it was a, you know they had actually the other two, guy. two lead singers there for uh for and he passed away a couple years ago correct memory serves uh i don't know but i hope so for your sake yeah <laughs> <laughs> you wow. just killed it. You just, oh, you just killed the guy. There on you show. go. You know I'm, what? I'm Remember open. before when I told you you're my mostard? I take all that back. Nope. Not my mostard anymore. You just threw me under the bus. I hope so for your sake. <laughs> Not like, oh, did he? Let me, you know, nope. Let's hope Let's so see. for your sake. Wow. That's uh, I, no, I mean, I hate, I hate killing that, people on our show. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm almost positive of this. I wouldn't have said it if I didn't think it to be true. I know Eddie Money passed away last week That's, too, which well, was there a you got that one right. Um, yeah, <laughs> oh, yes, come he di- on. That was yes. brutal. Yeah, you got that one right. Yeah, uh, he died. Yes, you're right. You got that one. Thank you. So I'm three for three with deaths today. On the show, I guess. Wow, glad Joe. Including the Steelers in that third one. That's not killing that people there. on our show. We'll be right back after this. Don't go away. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called thebestdate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at thebestdate100.com. That's thebestdate100.com. One more time, thebestdate100.com. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to MadeSailors.com. That's MadeSailors.com. Attention all authors. Page Publishing is looking for authors. Have you written a book and want to get it published? Page Publishing will get your book into bookstores and for sale online at Amazon, Apple iTunes, and other outlets. They handle all aspects of the publishing process for you. Printing, cover art, publicity, copyright, and editing. Call 800-292-8137 now for your free author submission kit. That's 800-292-8137 for your free author submission kit. Again, that's 800-292-8137. With Thermospa's unique built-in thermofiltration system, you simply fill it with a garden hose and your water stays crystal clear with very little maintenance. Right now, they're offering 0% APR financing with approved credit and a $1,250 savings coupon. Call Thermospas today at 800-603-6422 for your free DVD videos and brochure. That's 800-603-6422. Call 800-603-6422 today to take advantage of 0% APR financing. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. 
Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be, so we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS. WeatherTech.com, proudly made in America. Game time decisions. Gang is flying through the streets of Harlem and uh, Manhattan on a scooter. I would yeah. freaking kill myself. I'd get hit by a bus. I'd get run over by a car. I have a hard enough time crossing the street in Manhattan walking. I'm worried about a boy grabs. He might be too old to be running on a scooter, bro. A lot of my buddies were good skateboarders and they're like, oh, don't worry, Ken. You'll be pretty good. I got on it. Went down a hill. <laughs> Wipe out. Face plant right on the cement there, bleeding everywhere. I'm like, nah, I'm not sure if this is uh, the sport for me. Weekdays, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia. All right, welcome back. Fantasy Sports Today. Craig Mish along with Joe Pizzapia. No celebrity deaths that we're going to talk about here on this segment of the show. We pretty much covered that already here on the program and uh joe's a very big uh cars fan as he mentioned um two lead singers now passed away uh also just to give you a quick update on uh laramie tunsil he's expecting to play against the chargers in week three so that's certainly good news for him we wanted to update that story um okay so let's go through the injuries real quick here god in terms of fantasy uh Joe Staley, that's a big injury, of course, for San Francisco. We'll see if he ends up playing. We have Roethlisberger, Breeze, Higby, half the Eagles team. Uh, looks like Michael Gallup probably misses this week for the Dallas Cowboys. Why don't you give me a quick synopsis or ranking, or, or how do you see these injuries playing out? Well, Staley's the one that I think no one's going to talk enough about that I think is uh, a problem. Uh, expected to miss six to eight weeks. Just when you go and you win those two road games, you get back and you start to have a little momentum there, losing the tackle like him, who is such a, a fine young player. Uh, I don't know. To me, like I said, actually not not fine, fine veteran player, excuse me, that that ruins a little bit of what you've got going on there. And now you have a replacement where a younger player has to come in there and make a difference. And that's tough. And I don't think that is going to be discussed enough because we're all going to get caught up in the fantasy guys, the Breeze and, and the Roethlisberger injuries, which are all completely valid because they have huge ripple effects. But this is one that kind of flies under the radar of a lot of under things. So I think it will be under-discussed and probably a bigger deal than people realize. Look, the Roethlisberger one for me, I still believe that if Mason Rudolph has to play the rest of the season, that Mason Rudolph will be better than people realize. I do. I've, I just got a good feeling about him in this offense. I don't know if it's going to equate to wins, but I don't think it's going to destroy the value of – Juju Smith-Schuster. I just don't think it's going to. We'll see how that plays out for for your money, too. Obviously, Drew Brees is somebody that has to talk about fantasy value. We're talking about tied into Thomas, to Kamara, to a certain extent, Latavius Murray, then those secondary guys, the Ted Ginns of the world, Jared Cook, a lot of people who are in on him this year. Greg, how do you see that working out now and the ripple effect there? Because I think that injury 
downgrading to Teddy Bridgewater is actually a worse scenario than the Roethlisberger injury. You know, I, I'm I, Bridgewater. I'm just not really sure. We haven't seen him play extensively. It, it would seem to me that I would I would potentially disagree because he does have playing and starting experience. But because I haven't seen him play almost at all except for the preseason, then well, you saw then, him play a little bit for the Vikings. I mean, it's not like we've never seen him play in the NFL. I think he's limited athletically. Years, That's man. my problem. It's been years. It's been a long it time. Has. He's limited athletically, whereas Mason Rudolph isn't. And I think that's in this era of the NFL, I'll roll the dice there. I think I would take Bridgewater. Yeah, I, I, I mean, Bridgewater has to me uh, more experience, more options. And the other telling part with Bridgewater is that he chose to stay with the Saints as opposed to taking two different free agent offers, one with Washington, one with Miami and being the backup there. So uh, it's not a strong lean for me, but if if I was on the waiver wire this week, I would I would pick up Bridgewater. I just the unknown for Rudolph. Sometimes I like the unknown more than the known, but I'm gonna go. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go Bridgewater. Uh, for I'm this surprised week. because you're the college guy too. I would think you'd be rah rah for the Mason Rudolph. Yeah, but just because of that doesn't you know that was a great system that he played in in college with Rudolph and and Bridgewater has more experience there. It's I I would I would and and having Michael Thomas there, having Kamara there, and you know Connor is hurt now too. I, no, no second wide receiver in Pittsburgh. I, I'm I'm a little worried more about the Steelers than I I think the Saints can still roll off some wins. I don't know that the Steelers can. I know that Rudolph is a big upgrade over Landry Jones, as I mentioned earlier in the show. Landry I agree Jones with that. Was probably the worst backup that I've seen ever. <laughs> and, didn't and, Pittsburgh and Landry Jones, by the way, played in Oklahoma third. and was great. Didn't Pittsburgh just trade away their third string quarterback last week too? Ironically, Dobbs. Yeah. Yeah. Where did he? Where did they trade him? He went to uh, was it Jacksonville? I want to say. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's just say is he is, is he dead? No, I'm just kidding. That sounds right. <laughs> Kill another guy. <laughs> And I think he died. No, uh, but but I'm going to take I mean, Bridgewater in this. Why spot. would he do I, that if Roethlisberger was having elbow issues? That's what I don't understand. If he was having yeah, elbow issues, question. why are you dealing yeah. with the third string quarterback there? Yeah, it's a good question. Dobbs. But you know what? Dobbs and, and Rudolph are kind of the same. Like no experience guys. Dobbs coming out of Tennessee. Rudolph coming out of Oklahoma State. That's probably why. They, I, I guess they're going to bring in a veteran. I would think that. Pittsburgh would bring in a veteran of some kind. But uh, look, I think both teams are hurt, but just having to have an opinion, I'll I'll, I'll go Bridgewater. Here, here, ready, ready, ready for this? Here you go. What, what, you kick the tires on Ryan Fitzpatrick if you're the Steelers? No. Okay. He's just finished. asking. Big yeah. arm. Just no. saying. No, he's still finished. throwing the football. Okay. Completely, completely finished. No interest whatsoever in him. Um. But the, listen, okay. the, the Steelers won with, with Dennis Dixon, right, in the past. Like, they've won with guys that, that didn't have a ton, but they also had a lot more talent. They don't have the talent that they used to. And if Connor is hurt too, oh my gosh, like that's it's 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 bad news for Pittsburgh this week. It looks like all bad news for Pittsburgh this week. Uh, Higby is an interesting injury because they, of course, they have uh, Everett there, Joe. So Everett all of a sudden becomes maybe fantasy relevant again. Maybe no. Um, it's not impossible. They never love the tight end there. No, that's my problem with it. It's it's you know the position in the system. So I'm, I'm going to say no, but 
hey, stranger things have happened. <laughs> I don't and think that's what I'm looking What if uh, Alshon Jeffrey is out? Who's next man up? Arciaga Whiteside? Is that the yeah, guy? Yeah, and Arciaga Whiteside is a guy that I think has a ton of talent. Uh, so that could be fun. And he had a good preseason, too. Let's not forget he had some huge preseason moments there. Uh, that was one of the better low-key draft picks, I think, of 2019. So I actually think that that would be somebody to keep an eye on as well. Dallas with Gallup out? Michael uh, Irvin? <laughs> where's Des Bryant? By the way, where is Des Bryant he's, right now? He's, he's done. He's done. He's done. He's done. He's done. Anyone, but, uh, for, no, guess, anyone for Gallup? You know my answer for Gallup? I'll tell you more Jason Witten. How about that? How about that? More Jason Two, Witten. Let's do it. Why it not? Could, it could be. It could be. All right. To baseball real Darwin's quick. Been good, you know? let, let, let's do a little baseball. We haven't done this in a while, but the season's going to be over in two weeks. Uh, NL is wide open right now for those two wild card spots. Who do you got getting in between the Nats, the Cubs, the Brewers, the Mets, the Phillies, Arizona's five and a half back. They play the Marlins for three games this week. And by the way, the Cardinals lead in the NL Central is faded too. they lead the Cubs by a game. So uh, is is it simply looking at the Nats and Cubs, Joe, or do you think another team sneaks in? I think the Cubs fall apart. I think they fall out of it. Really? I don't yeah. I'm a loser. Possibly even the Mets. It's, it's tough. It's, it's a tough. Right? It's. Curious. Hendricks has pitched well. Darvish has been a revelation in the second half. I'm curious why you think they fall apart. Ah, uh, I just I I want to I want my prediction to come true that they don't make the playoffs. That's the only reason why. <laughs> so that's what it is. So it's selfish. That's all. You just want to be right at the end. You I'd, I'd you like don't to like be. saying I told you so. I'd like to be if it's possible, but I don't know that I'll I don't know that I'll be right on that one. Um, and we talked a little bit about the fantasy baseball championship. But it looks like both Yelich and Trout not playing in the head-to-head championship, Joe. So if you did yeah. cut your season off by September, then that would have been the right move. But imagine that having arguably the best player in the NL and the best player in the AL and not having them in the playoffs. Wild. It's absolutely wild. And the Brewers are only a game out of the wild card, too, correct? I don't think you mentioned them in that grouping. Yeah. Yeah, Brewers too. Yeah, the Brewers swept the Marlins four games in a row, and then they went uh, on the road, won two out of three. So... They're right back in it, but I feel good about the Nats. I mean, that's to me the Nats is the one that solid. I yeah, and they have the yeah. pitching too. Seems solid. Whenever you have Scherzer, and I know he wasn't great the last outing, but I don't know. Whenever you whenever you look at that, you, and the lineup's deep too. I think Rendon's had a terrific second half. But a lot of people who are talking about regression from Juan Soto. I don't know about you. I don't see it, Craig. Do you? Uh, no, Juan Soto in an OBP league is a first round pick next year. Uh, dude, I'll tell you what, we just did a mock over on Fantrax, an early mock uh, to write about for next year, and I took him uh, with the late first-round pick. I got him, I think, at – I was picking 10, and I got him, so I was very happy with that. Started OBP with him and JD. No? Um, no, it doesn't matter. I don't care. I want him anyway. Batting average, yeah. too, is hitting 300. Yeah. Good enough for me. I can't believe he's stealing bases like this, though. That was that was out of nowhere this year. He's just, a terrific talent. just a terrific talent just all the way around. When he stole it. So who was who was? Do you remember who was in the first round at all? Um, I can pull it up for you tomorrow. Tuesday's a good day for that, right? Yeah, we could do that you tomorrow. Know, I would Tuesday's imagine a little bit of a downtime. You know, I would imagine Trout, Acuna, Acuna went first above Trout. Wow. So so Acuna, Trout, uh, Yelich, Bellinger, top four sounds right. Uh, I'd have to look at. It. I don't remember exactly the top four, but I believe that to be true. So was, I was will, there uh, was there any pitcher taken in the first round? That's uh, Yelich was three. Betts was four. Lindor was five. Bellinger was six. Then Trey Turner, because people still love him. Alex Bregman, Juan Soto, Trevor Story, Arenado. Garrett Cole was the first pitcher off the board at the turn. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, the Cole one's interesting because he won't. Well, I don't think he'll be on Houston next year. Yeah, uh, <laughs> wherever he's going to be, as long as he's Garrett Cole, I guess it's pretty good. But uh, not on Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah, you think Cincinnati's open up the purse strings for him? I don't know, but I don't so. but I would like to see where he's going to. I mean, it's fun to do these for mocks, but if there's serious stakes involved, I'd I would love to Personally, know. Personally, I mean, Garrett Cole's going to end up my, looking at the board right now for me. Just just going forward, I went with what I know, which is Juan Soto's good. I went with J.D. Martinez, and then I went Pete Alonso. Those were my first three picks, and I got Flaherty in the fourth. So, And then I just yeah, took Flaherty more power. With, great second half. Yeah, Flaherty's been fantastic. And then I took Suarez, and then I was I had a chance there. How many home runs you got? Like a billion home runs in the first and that, But don't you need a billion and one if you're going to compete now? I think so. I think that's, so. And that's, my, that's exactly my take so far early looking ahead to 2020 is Soto, J.D., Pete Alonso, Eugenio Suarez. That's a lot of home runs, and then I ended up like a choice. I could have taken uh, – Grinky as a second pitcher, which I wanted to do, or Robles, and I took Robles because I think he has a better season than more stolen bases next year. Yeah, well, pitching will be your issue, but you got one guy at least. You know what? Pitching investments, runs. pitching investments. I think were everybody's issue this year. Pitching investments just typically nope. this year were not good. Nope, yeah. not for it anybody. It didn't work, and that's that's the story of of my season for sure. I I, mean, I have Degrom and Flaherty in in the uh, in the NL Tout Wars, but zero offense. So yeah, I just, and how many times has Degrom been let down by his offense this year yeah. again? It's happened a lot for sure. All right, we'll take a quick time out here on Fantasy Sports today. When we come back next, it's time for a little exit velocity. Also, don't forget to like and subscribe to this show. For those of you who are listening live on iHeartRadio or even on the FNTSY app, that is great. But also remember, you can subscribe to our show on iTunes or Google, Android, however you listen to your podcast, including Stitcher. And the show will get sent to you uh, right away. In fact, uh, the Fantasy Sports Today, you can check the little icon on the FNTSY radio app. Make sure that you get this show on demand. And Joe and I are here Monday through Thursday. I'm on the show uh, Fridays along with Brad Ziegler and Jamie Eisenberg, and that's how we carry out our fantasy football season. But also, don't forget that throughout the week, we also do some start, some sit, some trust, some bust. You can let us know at Joe Pizapia17 or at Craig Mish on Twitter, and we'll answer your questions here on our program. We'll be right back with a little exit velocity as we wrap up the show here on the Monday edition of Fantasy Sports Today. Don't go away. Best friends forever. Four different times his team had third and one or fourth and one. Not a single time that he just give it a Cam Newton off the gut. They let him roll out and he couldn't move. Game on the line. Fourth and inches. What do they do? They ran a trick play. It's Cam freaking Newton, your goal line back. What is wrong with North Turner? What is wrong with Cam Newton? Answer, he's hurt, yes. Also, he sucks. Watch live weekdays, 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern on Sports Grid and Zumo TV, channel 719. This is Michael David from Seattle. I'm 51 years old, and six months ago, I started taking Andro 400 to increase my testosterone. Since then, I've lost 35 pounds of fat, and my waist went from size 38 to size 32. I have more energy, and I look and feel 20 years younger. And now, my wife tells me I have to take Andro 400. Hi, this is Ron Johnson from Utah. After 10 weeks of taking Andro 400, I lost 13 pounds, and my waist went from 36 to 33. That was eight years ago. 
I continue to take Androphoner and I've maintained my weight at 172. Gained muscle and energy. I'm 63 now and feel better than I have in 30 years. Andro 400, the natural way to increase testosterone, lose belly fat, gain energy, and feel great. Try Andro 400, the safe, effective, affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea. Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract guaranteed or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people and and they're A-plus rated with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed. Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. 800 That's 800-804-7060. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 Network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631 Fantasy Sports Today with Craig Mish and Joe Pizzapia Welcome back as we get ready to wrap up this show for this Monday. We got to do it how we always do it, which is with a little exit velocity. I feel the need, the need for speed. Ow! Exit velocity. Nice velocity. All right, we end the show today with a little discussion on the quarterback position and a little exit velo. It is time to panic. It is very rare for me to say after two weeks of the fantasy football season, it is time to panic, but folks, it is. If you are an owner of Drew Brees or you are an owner of Ben Roethlisberger or better yet, you're playing in a shallow 12-team league and you have both, do not wait weeks to try and figure out your quarterback situation. This is not the same as streaming defenses. This is not the same as streaming kickers. This season can go south for you in a hurry. Now, I'm not saying that you need to go out and ask somebody to try to get Tom Brady on your team, but do not get stuck with one of these backup quarterbacks in a 12 or 15 team league starting for you. Go get yourself a bona fide starter somewhere, because even in situations like New York with Manning, 
And like with, in, with Keenum in Washington, while they both are playing well, they're not going to be their starting quarterbacks in a few weeks. Miami is not going to have their starting quarterback in a few weeks, too. You may have to dig deep and get yourself a Stafford, get yourself a Rivers, get some quarterback on a team that is going to end up starting the rest of the season, or you're going to be in the rest of the season trying to scrape out wins and not making the fantasy playoffs. That will do it for the show. Thanks again to Sean Glostamachia for producing this program. And of course, for my co-host, Joe Pizapia. We got full-time fantasy coming your way next at 2 o'clock Eastern. Joe and I will be back following the Monday Night Football game, recapping the results and giving you the latest with a preview of week three of the fantasy football season. We begin that tomorrow. For that and for Joe Pizapia, I am Craig Mish. I hope you guys have a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow at noon Eastern right here on FNTSY. See ya.